All right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you'd be crazy, too. here today October 28th 2022 it's a Friday Friday's always the best here we go love the weekend coming up it's getting cold here in New York it sucks can't stand it because I love the weather I love the hot weather should I say you know when you have that hot weather you just in a better mood at all times. You got the leaves coming down I know I'm gonna have to rake soon I had some kid come by my house yesterday now I live on an acre of property and there's leaves all over the place. So the kid comes by, I'm playing with the dogs out front and he, on his bike, had to be like maybe 16, 17 years old. He's like, can I talk to you for a second, sir? So I walk over and I'm like, hey, what's going on? He goes, you know, I rake leaves. This is my busy season. I'm looking at your lawn. You have a lot of leaves that have already fallen. Now I'm gonna just tell you this. On my property last year, I probably raked or bagged, I would say maybe over a hundred bags of leaves. There was lined down the block on my property of how many leaves that we had to do. So he's looking at it and he goes, I go, you know, listen, there's a, there's a lot of leaves here. And the kid, he's, like I said, he's gotta be around 16, 17. He goes, no, there's a lot of fucking leaves. I was like, Okay, I like this kid. 16, 17, cursing like that. I said, okay, how much? He goes, well, just a ballpark estimate, eyeball test, he says. I, I actually love this kid. He's probably around $700, but I'm going to have to get two of my friends, so you got to figure that. And I'm thinking to myself, 700 is is high. I said, well, why don't you come back when all the leaves are done? He goes, I'll be back in two weeks. And now I'm thinking to myself, you know, $700, it's a lot of money. I could do this, get crazy Robert to come, right? And, and really save the 700. And then I'm thinking, hmm, 700 though, I don't have to do a thing. It'll, it's an all day affair, all day, maybe two days. Okay, because that's how many leaves, talking a ton of leaves. I live right near the power lines. There's oak trees all over the place. But that being said, that's what's, you know, that's what's here. I want to be in hot weather. You know, I want to start really grinding it out with this show, with my life, right? And I want to start doing things that I don't just think about anymore, that I actually say, you know what, that's something that I'd want to do, and then go ahead and do it. Like last weekend, I went to Penn State, go see a football game called the Whiteout. It was great. Took my daughter there. It was absolutely phenomenal. We get there the first day, didn't know too much about the campus. You know, we're just walking around, doing our thing. Then we decided to go to some bar to have a drink. Had to be late, it was in the evening, right? Around six, seven o'clock, right? Sitting at the bar, the Yankee game's about to start, they have the sports on, I'm having a beer. My daughter really doesn't drink too much. I don't even know what, she, what, you know, what she was having. But all of a sudden, they start coming and they start taking all the chairs away from the sides of us. 
So I'm like, what's going on? You're going to take our chair too? He goes, no, you're godfathered in, grandfathered in. He goes, but once you get up, we're going to take them. I go, what's happening? He goes, so this place turns into a nightclub for the kids. He's like, wait till you see this place. So I'm like, I got to get the hell out of here. I'm not going to sit here and wait. And my daughter, you know, who's only 21 years old, just graduated. She's like, no, 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 let's stay. Let's stay. I want to hang out. I want to see you a little bit. I'm like, okay, let's hang out. Within an hour, this place turns into, which in the beginning was like maybe five of us there watching some of the games. Within an hour, I would say maybe an hour and a half, turns into this. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, listen, I, 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 I can't stay here. There were so many hot girls there, right? And I'm not saying it like that. These girls are 18, 19, 20 years old. And I, I'm like, I got to get the hell out of here. There's more hot girls in Penn State. And I'm going to say this. There's more hot girls. And these are for kids that if you want to go and you're thinking about colleges and one of the prerequisites are hot girls, Penn State is tippity top. Because I've been to Alabama. I'm not saying I haven't been to all over, so I'm not, I, I really can't compare. But in comparison to Alabama, more hot girls at Penn State than at, uh, at Alabama. I'm sitting there. I'm, I, I go to my door. I'm like, I, I got to get out of here. I, I can't be with this. This is no good. I'm 48 years old. I'm the old chimp. Okay, what, I got no business being here. I can't, I can't do this. I had to get out of there. That was it. But there was other great things at Penn State. Right? It was a great time. Watch this. So we're walking. This is game day on Saturday, right? It's the white, it's called the whiteout game. Everybody's got to dress white in the whole stadium. I'll show you that in a little bit too. But we're walking around. This is the strip right on the, you know, outside of the campus there. It's called the strip. Watch these guys. I felt like I was in the movie Pitch Perfect and they were absolutely phenomenal. I don't know the name of this band or this group of kids, these uh, guys. Young male adults, we'll call them, but they're singing out there and everybody's watching. It was such a great, great time. I'm telling you, Penn State is absolutely great. Here, watch this. We're coming after you. We're gonna solve that mystery. I see a Scooby Doo. I gotta tell you, I love it. I can't sing for anything, but if I could, I'd be right there with those kids loving it. That's the thing, man, that I. You know, I, I don't have regrets, but if I could do it again, right? Because, you know, I'm in this position right now and I love the position that I'm in. But going to a way to school, having new friends, meeting all these new people, doing things like that, that, you know, the bond that these kids have, they're singing out there in the middle of the street, people are coming up to them, giving them money. I absolutely, absolutely loved it. And then we started going tailgating, right? So we do these food reviews, my daughter and I, and a lot of people recognize us from the food reviews. A lot of them recognize her for her own social media. So there's this one tailgating group, right, that said, oh my God, you gotta come over here, come hang out with us, and you gotta go against my father in doing a funnel. So, like, to go against your father doing a funnel. I was like, all right, here we go. So here is me going up against 
another you know student's father who invited us there to eat for a little bit and then of course do this competition this is me against the father funneling beer here we go I win. Of course I'm going to win. I got my daughter there. I got everybody watching me. I opened up the esophagus. Down it goes. I could have lost any second. I'm not a beer drinker like that anyway, but I did win. But that was great. And the people there, thank you. I don't even know their names, but there was the hospitality at Penn State. You know, because you go down south and you're like, oh, this is nice southern hospitality. You go to Penn State, it's the exact same thing. They're all welcoming. They're all inviting us to come hang out there. It was actually great. And then I saw this. Watch this. There's no, there's nothing better Having all this tailgate, and you know that people are drinking, right? And then all of a sudden, a fight breaks out. Here we go. I mean, it really wasn't that that big of a deal, but it just happened out of nowhere. Everybody starts running, adrenaline's high. Everybody, like I said, everybody's drinking. It, it was a great time. And then here we go, go into the game, and this is a little preview for you. We had great seats too. I mean, they weren't cheap, but this is this is the thing, man. If you're going to do things, do it the right way. Get the great seats because once you get a great seat and you're sitting at a college game at great seats, you don't want anything else. You know, I, I heard Steve Harvey say something like that one time. I said, do yourself a favor, which I haven't done yet, and just one time, buy the first class seat. See what it's about. I know that it's like maybe four or $500 more, but treat yourself to a first class seat because you're never gonna wanna go to the back again. And it's gonna motivate you to want to be able to keep staying there, working harder, staying late, doing the things that you need to do to make sure you can always be on first class. And I feel the same way about going to either a Broadway play, right? I have to sit at the orchestra. I don't care if it's that much money. I do it because I want to get the best experience. Same thing with college. And after you start doing that, you never say, I'll go up to the upper deck. Never doing that. So here's Penn State. We had great seats. Right where I'm about to be is where we um, where we were sitting, right on the angle there. Again, this is Penn State versus Minnesota, the whiteout game. It was absolutely fantastic. And again, our seats were maybe a couple of seats up from there. 
amazing game. The crowd is amazing. They are they are rowdy. Okay, again, this is like a northeast school. There is not too many manners. There's a lot of cursing, a lot of beer drinking, everyone going bananas. That crowd was unbelievable. It was one of the loudest crowds, probably the loudest crowd that I've ever been to at a live event. Louder than Alabama, louder than when Alabama was playing LSU that game that I went to when President Trump was there. It was it was absolutely phenomenal. I love Penn State. My daughter, she's biased because she went to Alabama. I'd go to Alabama over Penn State in a heartbeat because it, the campus is, is well manicured. It's nicer than Penn State's. The weather, abs- you know, you're not going to beat Alabama wedding, uh, weather in comparison to Penn State, especially when it's snowing. That's why I never go to Penn State. But I absolutely loved the experience. Now, I want to move on here. Talk a little motivation here. I saw this on TikTok. This guy's name is Brad Leah. And this really hit me home. It just came up on my page, my For You page, and I'm just scrolling. I don't even follow the guy. But I heard this. And I really want to play this for you because it really says a lot about whether or not you want to take that next step, but you don't do it in life because you're afraid of what everybody else thinks. The fear. Fear is the biggest obstacle for us in life. Fear of what everybody else is saying. What's going to happen if I put myself out there? What happens if I start getting this success and then I get haters and they're writing things, you know, on my social media account, whatever it may be. But here's the thing. You listen to this and it puts it in perspective. Again, his name is Brad Leah and, uh, and it absolutely, you know, it, it elevated my way of thinking. Here we go. If we were to die today, for a couple hours, people would cry, maybe a couple of weeks. A couple more weeks would go by and people would begin to forget. They would start to laugh again. They would start to function again. And within a couple of years, you're pretty much forgotten. So if all those people are not going to remember you, why do you put so much weight on what they think today? It is so absolutely true, right? If you died today, and people are at your funeral. By the time they're walking out in the parking lot, they're probably not going to think about you unless it's a family member, a really, really close friend, a sibling, you know, something like that. But if it's just an acquaintance, by the time you get, they get out into the parking lot, you're gone. I see you later. Adios. What happened? Two weeks later, somebody might say, oh, yeah, so sad, Joe Cozo. Oh, he passed. Oh, yeah. Mm, he was a good guy. He's a pain in my ass, whatever it may be. But then right on to the next thing in their life. But yet we sit here and all we do is constantly think about what other people are thinking about us today when they're not. You write a post, right? You do something on Facebook, somebody sees it or a picture. They're like, ooh, man, Kozo's losing all his hair here. It goes, they scroll right back up. They don't even think of Joe Kozo anymore. He's gone. But yet... There's some people, you know, not me because I really don't care and I haven't had my hair in who knows how long, but some people, they can't even take their hat off because they're so afraid that they're losing their hair. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Just look in the mirror. Start loving yourself. This is what you got. These are the cards that you got dealt and this is what you're going to have to play with. This is the hand. What you see when you look in the mirror is the hand that you're playing with so you better start playing and you better start playing well. And if you don't like it, then start doing different things to enhance your life. But that clip right there, right? Nobody cares. And everybody's just going to forget about you like that. So stop worrying today because nobody cares. Here's another clip that I want to play for you. 
This is from Steve Jobs. And I think this was when he was doing a commencement at Stanford University. And basically the theme of this is live today like it's your last day. Here, watch. When I was 17, I read a quote that went something like, if you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. It made an impression on me. And since then, for the past 33 years, I've looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. You know, just look at your job. If every day you're looking in the mirror and you say, I'm about to go to this job, is this what I want to do? And you keep saying no, and next thing you know, two weeks have gone by, and you're still at that job. Think about that negativity that you're taking with you now for the rest of the day, for the rest of your life, until you get out of that job, right? Even in a relationship, is this a relationship that I want to be in? You look in the mirror, you say no. A week goes by later, nothing's really changed. Actually, maybe even gotten worse, and you say no, but you keep staying in there. Why? Why? You know, Buddha has a great quote, and it says, the, you know, time is the greatest commodity, and it's something that all of us just lose. It goes something like that. I might not be uh, exact, but think about that. Really about time. It's just going. You Nobody could stop it, right? And these people that are successful, say in Elon Musk, he has 24 hours to get things done, 24 hours in a day to be as successful he has, that, as, as he is. And you have the exact same amount of time, and so do I, and it's just going. Everybody's hourglass is ticking at the same rate. So why is somebody so successful and somebody's not? Because they don't put in the work. You have to put in the work. Steve Pressfield has a great book. It's called Do the Work. You should get it right on Audible. It's absolutely amazing. Another book that I'm listening to right now, I'm not reading books, can't do it anymore. I can't do it because all of a sudden my eyes start getting blurry. I got contacts, so soon no glasses here on the show. I just gotta learn how to put them in. Just a little tricky for me, I gotta do it. I just got them too, and see if I can get comfortable doing it, and then finally I can come here and not have glasses anymore. But there's another book that I'm listening to right now, and it's called The Richest Man in Babylon. And it's an old book. The narrator is mwah, perfect. I love this guy. He narrates like the Civil War books. He has such a great voice. But you start listening to this book and it's about how do you maintain wealth. And Jim Rohn, the motivational speaker that I always listen to, he is absolutely the best. He mentored Tony Robbins. And he said, I was listening to him one day and he said, how many people here have listened to or read, because back then, I think it was in the 80s he said this, the richest man in Babylon, and nobody raised their hand. He goes, and that's why you're not successful, because that's a book that successful people need to read. People that want to have success, want to have money, need to read that book. So I started listening to it, and at first I'm like, where is this? You know, they're talking about the history of Babylon, the the city, which was basically in Asia, I think, in Asia, and it was the richest city in the world at the time on the planet, Babylon, the richest. And I'm listening, I'm like, well, what are they getting at? And then all of a sudden, like that, it hits you. Like, oh man, this is how you maintain wealth. So I'm totally advising, I'm only on maybe chapter four. And I'm telling you, if you want to learn how to be a wealthy person, read this book, listen to this book on Audible. 
Again, the richest man in Babylon. So again, we're listening to Steve Jobs and he says, you live your day like it's your last, right? Think about what you do today, how much time you waste, and I mean waste. Would you watch Breaking Bad for the second time if you knew today was your last day? Would you watch Game of Thrones if today was your last day? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do any of that. But so many of us waste so much time during our day and just piss it away. And again, you're never getting that time back. You're never getting it back. So every day you have to make count. Every day you have to give it your all because it's just going. And you don't know when your number is going to be called. And what I mean by that is you can drop dead tomorrow. That's why you have to have a health plan as well. You have to get a juicer. I have what this thing is called a juicer. It's an Omega Vert 350, right? Omega Vert 350. And I use it almost every single day as a supplement. Instead of drinking soda or anything like that, I make fresh orange juice, fresh apple juice. And that is what I drink during the day. Make sure you have a health plan because without your health, you have nothing. Nothing, nothing. It doesn't matter who you are, black, white, female, male, whatever. You have to start with a health plan. I'm starting to eat muscles, right? I'm gonna start taking pictures and start doing videos. I'm doing, I have my own recipe, a white wine sauce, I'm mixing things in, red pepper, on, uh, onions, chopping it up. I bought a new knife, new chopping knife, why? It's an investment in me, why? Because I wanna live the longest and healthiest possible life. You can live to 85, but if you can't walk, that's one thing. But if you live in 85 and you're living and you're still vibrant and you're still out there and you're still able to move, that's what I'm talking about. I want to be working. I want to be making money. I want to be sharp as a knife, as a Ginsu at the age of 85. Here's the second part of what Steve Jobs said in that speech. Remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in life. Because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. Knowing you're going to die, right? That means translation, if you have an idea, put it on paper. Start implementing that idea. You want to write a book? Start typing. You'd be amazed if all of a sudden you started typing and next thing you know you have a thousand words and the momentum. See, what we all have is this thing called resistance and that's what, that's what that author, Scott Pressfield, says in Do the Work. Resistance, he calls it. Resistance, in other words, is excuses. Let me get up, let me go to the refrigerator, let me see if there's anything in there, I'm a little hungry, then you sit back down. Oh, you know what, before I start typing, let me get a cup of coffee, make it nice, right? I need a cup of coffee right next to me before I could do anything, right? That's called resistance. And then you start thinking to yourself, ah, maybe not today's not the best day, I'm not really feeling it. Today is the best day because today is today. Tomorrow is an excuse, the next day, you keep putting things off, that's resistance. And it's the biggest obstacle in our lives. Fear is resistance. But knowing that you're going to die changes it all. Because once you get those news, hey, listen, man, I got bad news. 
you have this or you have that and you only have so much to live, then all of a sudden all these other things that you were worried about is goes right out the window. Oh, what is Larry gonna think of me when I post this on Instagram? Who cares what Larry's gonna think? You do it. You do it. You don't like that job? Quit it. Get a new job. Start a new business. You like animals? I don't know. Be a, pet, a vet tech. Or open up a dog park. Do something. Something that is you're going to fulfill. You need a purpose in life. My purpose, what I found out, is helping people. I love helping people. I love giving back. Because I love seeing other people smile. That A smile that they wouldn't be there unless they maybe they listened to a video of mine heard my voice, made me, I made someone laugh, watched the food review and said, wow, you know what? That's informative, I wanna go there, I wanna eat that. Whatever it may be, but I love giving back. I love motivational tapes. I love speaking motivational things and that's my, that's my calling here. That's why I wanna do this. I also love politics. And I'm not saying I wouldn't get into politics and talk about politics again. Just really draining. But maybe I could tailor it in a different way. Maybe I could just do shorts, who knows? Right? The world is our oyster. There's so many possibilities. Do it. Whatever you want, start doing it today, right now. I can't think of a better time than right now, can you? Right now. Start doing it. And you got to take a look in the mirror and you got to start asking yourself, just like Steve Jobs said, is this what I want to do? And if you're starting to say yes, then yes, and that's, again, that just steamrolls. One yes, one positive thing steamrolls right into another, right? And stop waiting for the economy to change. Stop waiting for your job to change. Stop waiting for all, because you know what? It's not going to. The only thing that's gonna change is you. You have to sit there and say, I am not happy with myself. I'm going to change right now, today. Here's Tony Robbins. Robbins, he talks just about the exact same thing I'm saying right now. Right, it's a great clip. We'll play it, come back and talk about it. My original teacher, Jim Rohn, who was a personal development speaker I went to hear when I was 17. He said something the first time I heard him and he said, you know, it's really simple. If you want life to change, you gotta change. If you want life to be better, you've gotta get better. It's the only way it happens. And luck will show up for people and it'll leave them. But if you're constantly improving who you are and what you give, game over. What he's basically saying is, you know, yourself, you have to start investing in yourself. Get smarter, read the books, right? Go to the seminars, listen to the tapes, listen to the audios, start listening to people. You know, this, this book in the, that I'm listening to right now, The Richest Man in Babylon, one of the things he says, it's a story that gets told and you start, and you start picking up things. And the richest man in Babylon is talking to someone because he gets asked, how, how do you get so much money? And one of the things that he gives, he gives him advice and saying, listen, people that have already been successful, those are the people that you wanna to talk to. So if you wanna go in the bricklaying business, you wouldn't ask a diamond jeweler how to get into the bricklayer's business, right? Start talking to people if you have a job, an idea. So basically, start talking to a bricklayer if that's what you wanna do. If you wanna get into the jewelry, if you wanna get into being an influencer online, well then start asking questions on people that are already successful as an influencer and see what they did. Copy their success. That's what you do. You have to study greatness. And yourself, you have to keep bettering yourself. Go to the gym, meditate, right? Clear out your mind, whatever it's going to take. So every day you're getting better because if you're not making progress, then you're not living.
If you're not making progress, you're not gonna wanna keep doing the good. You're gonna sit there, if you're not making progress, you start making excuses. And if you're not making progress, that means resistance is winning. I'm telling you, that's exactly what it is. And you have to change you. Here's a quote from Jim Rohn. Okay, this is a, an audio from Jim Rohn. And he says, stop trying to change everything else. The only thing that needs to change is you. It's, it's the truth, here, listen. Don't try to change the seed. Don't change the soil. Don't change the sunshine. Don't change the rain. Don't change the mix of seasons. Let the miracle of everything that's available work for you and start working on the inside. Work on your philosophy. Work on your attitude. Work on your personality. Work on your language. Work on the gift of communication. Work on all of your abilities. And if you'll start making those personal changes, I'm telling you, everything will change for you. One of the things that really helped me that I really started implementing is what am I doing when I wake up in the morning? Because what I used to do, right? I used to get up, check out my fantasy football, who picked up who on the waivers, who's what, any trades going down. I got a couple of trade offers in there. Who's, you know, what's going on in Ukraine? What's happening here? How's Bitcoin? Is my stocks going up? And if the stocks, like how they haven't been, they're going down. So now here I am. It's around five, you know, 4.45 in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, and I'm already in a bad mood because I'm losing money from the stock market, right? I'm already doing that. Or I'm looking and I'm looking at the news clips that are coming in. And now I, all this negativity is happening, right? The market's crashing. We, you know, this one is bombing in Ukraine. We might have a nuclear war, all of this bad stuff. So I stopped doing all of that. And you have to start conditioning yourself, right? So one of the things that I do now is I listen to a motivational saying, you know, a motivational video as soon as I get up and it gets me going. And now think about the mood. Think about my brain, how it's functioning. I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not listening to all this negativity. I'm listening to something that is uplifting me. Here, listen to this. This is Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? Another motivational guy, really into how the mind works. And he says here how important it is to when you wake up in the AM and how that will start your day. Here, watch this one. People wake up in the morning, uh, they begin to think about their problems. Those problems are circuits of memories in the brain. Each one of those memories are connected to people and things at certain times and places. And if the brain is a record of the past, the moment they start their day, they're already thinking in the past. Each one of those memories has an emotion. Emotions are the end product of past experiences. So the moment they recall those memories of their problems, they all of a sudden feel unhappy, they feel sad, they feel pain. And here's the thing, your mind doesn't know whether or not it's when you're thinking about the past, is it then or is it happening right now? There's no different, they can't, it doesn't differentiate it. That's why you start getting into a bad mood when you start constantly thinking about the negatives in the past. But if you change your thought process, you can change the way you start feeling in life in general. You start thinking about the positive things. You start th putting yourself, already foreseeing yourself, right? Let's just say at that new job, you really want that new job, whatever it may be. And you start envisioning yourself there, making the decisions, getting that big paycheck. Well, now you're starting to have a blueprint on where you wanna go and your body, right? Your body's now not in that state of anxiety. It's in that state of, yes, I can do this. And it's all about happiness, right? If you're happy, maybe only 20% of the day, I don't think that's great at all. But if you're making progress 
And now the next thing, it's 22%, 28%. A month later, you're at 30%. I don't know, two months later, at 58% of the day, you're now happy. So you're happy now more than you're sad. Because life happens. We're humans. And we let these emotions get to us. Stop thinking about the past. Start thinking about what you can do to better your future. All right. Let's wrap it up here. October 28th. If you get a chance, go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to Rumble, YouTube, Twitter, you name it. We're going to start really being positive here on this show. Also, this show is going to be gearing more towards also helping men be real men. Because you see what's happening here in this country and all around the world. Men are being demonized as this, you know, not in vogue type thing. That's not going to happen here. Because men, some, a lot of men, and even women too, are lost. All right? And even just women alone could use the motivational things that I, I'm speaking. But men in general really need, you know, and, I, and I'll give you an example. If you're a man and you're single and you want to try to meet women, one of the first things you better start doing is making sure that your nails are manicured. Because you see all these men that are going out on these dates and they got these long nails, there's dirt under the nails. No good. It's not happening. Make sure. Go get a manicure. Treat yourself. Get a pedicure too. I'm not even kidding. You'll feel the difference. You'll feel clean. You'll feel better about yourself. So things like that we're going to start talking about. Advice giving we're going to start doing. And again, it's the weekend. It's Friday. Enjoy October 28th in the books. I'm out. Peace. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, but that wraps it up for another edition of the Joe Cozo Show. <laughs>